Hi, this is Shannon O'Neill, and I am with the Council on Foreign Relations, and I'm here with Brian Winter, who's at one of my nearby institutions uh, and is at the Americas Quarterly, a great magazine you should check out. And we're here today to talk a bit about Latin America and what's going on there. And, you know, I wanted to start us off, Brian, uh, and talk a little bit about a puzzle I see, which is what is going on with the region's leaders. And so here we see in Latin America, it's been one of the region's hardest hit by COVID in terms of deaths, in terms of cases, the economies are all in shambles. And yet almost every president in the region is doing great in terms of public opinion polls. Their ratings are either the same or they've gone up in the last several months. So how do you see this? And maybe we could start with Brazil, the biggest economy. What's going on in Brazil and why is Bolsonaro so popular? Yeah, Brazil is the one that tends to baffle people, frankly, because the world generally doesn't understand Jair Bolsonaro. They don't understand how this guy who kind of looks like the, the Trump of the tropics has managed to, despite all the factors that you talked about, plus the global uproar over the Amazon, how has he managed to maintain an approval rating uh, of 40 percent, which has now gone up. Uh, in the last couple of weeks and months, he's around 45, 50 in some polls. And, you know, really quickly in the spirit of this conversation, right, um, two reasons. One is he's he's tapped into a more conservative Brazil that the world sometimes doesn't see. We're used to seeing kind of the Brazil of Rio de Janeiro, of Samba, of Oscar Niemeyer, and the girl from Ipanema. But there's another Brazil which looks a lot like kind of the interior of the United States, which is more rodeo and evangelical mega churches and so on and he's he's really appealed to them and then finally the other the big second factor is brazil has made about a hundred dollars a month in an emergency payments available to kind of its poorest citizens that may not sound like much but for the poorest brazilians it's been transformative and they've done okay but it's interesting because as you point out this is not just a brazil phenomenon we've seen pieces of this in in mexico as well no, that's true. And, you know, it, it is amazing to me sometimes, given especially Mexico is one of the hardest hit countries. They're doing very little, both on the health side, but very little on the economic side. This is not a country that has increased cash payments. It's not bailing out businesses and the like. And, you know, as I look at AMLA's popularity, when you look at the U.S., you know, Trump had said at one point, you know, he could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and and his poll ratings wouldn't go down. And, you know, AMLO has as strong a base. Those who believe in AMLO are not going to change their mind no matter really what what comes and, and what comes up, um, you know, what skeletons are in that closet. Um, so there's a good 30% of the population that will vote for him, whatever happens. Um, but that other 20% that he got when he was elected president, you know, there, what he's been very sophisticated at doing, I think, is changing the conversation. So Mexico is not talking about COVID. It's not talking about the economic decline or the millions of new people in poverty. It's talking about corruption. And you see the government just stringing out uh, these uh, depositions and other things with this huge corruption case that's going on. A Brazilian started corruption case with Odebrecht mm -hmm. and the like. But it is playing itself out in Mexico in ways that the president has been uh, very savvy in in working, and I think we will start. We will continue to see that uh, when he gets in trouble on the other side, corruption will will come to the fore. Because um, this is which this is, is you know it's this, in, yes. This is corruption in previous governments, right? This is corruption in previous governments, um, not his own government, to be sure. And in fact, what's interesting is there have been as previous government's corruption has arisen. Uh, you've seen videos of his brother taking money and the like. Those things have been discounted a bit. He's only focusing on the other ones. Um, but we are seeing this issue of corruption that has 
just enraged Mexicans and got them to the polls at the last presidential election um, is is really at the fore of what he's doing today. And, you know, I, we've talked a lot about in the past about corruption issues. And, you know, that has been something that's driven a lot of electoral politics in the past. And how do you see that now as you look around the region? Is this does this matter in a COVID era in other countries or, or how do you see it playing out? Yeah, I think people have got other priorities, which basically amounts to just surviving the day to day. I mean, look, the backdrop to all of this. Okay, so the popularity is maintained, but everybody expects that we're in the beginning phases still of what will be Latin America's worst recession uh, in at least 100 years, like basically since modern records have been kept. And okay, these leaders have managed to like handle this in a way that they, they've staved off kind of existential dangers like impeachment or some sort of popular revolt against their governments. But, um, you know, it, it may diminish in some ways, ironically, the possibility for a rapid recovery from the crisis, because you don't see kind of in the case of Brazil, like the reforms that would be necessary to uh, you know, invigorate the economy. And in Mexico, what you see and some other countries as well is just low investment levels. And, and that's, that seems unlikely to change. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that the challenge for all these countries is uh, the leadership is not stepping up in a lot of these places. You're seeing a lot of more populist focus and the like, and you're seeing a lot of people that uh, mean well for their country. Some of those pragmatic centrists that were there the past election being voted out, and now you have a group um, that may not be as holistic or inclusive in their thinking. I think that's going to be a challenge. But you know, as you said, this is still early days. The polls are up today, but as we fast forward six months from now, the economy goes down, the death rate goes up, it could change. 